welcome to Dating in the City, Season 6. We're the Conti sisters, matchmakers and co-founders of Matchmakers in the City, an old-school personal matchmaking firm headquartered here in Los Angeles, regularly featured on Access Hollywood, Forbes, Relevant Radio, and more. We've been celebrity matchmakers for 10 years, and now we're spilling all of our secrets about love and relationships to you. Hey, you guys, and welcome to Dating in the City. I'm Alessandra Conti. And I'm Christina Pineda. And we're so excited to be with you guys today. Um, First and foremost, you guys, we're so sorry that we missed last week. We just were like little chickens without heads running around, buzzing about. Um, But we are back. We have so much to talk about today. Christina, how is Nashville going? Doing well, doing well, Alessandra. Just working away as usual, wherever I am. It's basically the same old. <laughs> it's so true. I know. Even though you're in Nashville, you're still doing everything you were doing in LA. Exactly. I'm in. I'm based in Los Angeles. For those of you that are kind of newer listeners, which we actually have a bunch of new listeners, so welcome. Um, for those of you that are brand new um, around here, me and Christina are sisters. We're also personal matchmakers, um, and we started our matchmaking firm, Matchmakers in the City, ten years ago. Um, in Beverly Hills, we now work alongside a team of six different matchmakers. Um, and yeah, yeah like been... it's just too <laughs> small of every possible <laughs> accent. You know what, Christina? Accents are the spice of life. Puns and accents are the spice of my life. And if somebody can't get behind those two spices, it's just, it's just not, they're not for me, you know, as a human. I've had to, to fight for my Australian accent with Dan. That's hysterical. That is hysterical. No, that's, I mean, listen, there are certain grounds for a divorce and that's one of them. Not accepting your Australian accent. Grounds for no, divorce. He loves that. He loves it, but he just didn't want Austin to get to get just I guess confused. But he's fine with it now. I explained it to him. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, I I just feel as though, you know, Austin, when when the time is right, he will watch Summer Heights High. Um, and then he'll really have just I feel like a lot of his life will make sense. It's kind of like, you know how in when you watch really like classic movies, a lot of phrases then just like make sense. Mm. You know, like when you, you, you might say something and be like, oh, what is like, whatever. Like, I feel like there are a lot of phrases from like the Godfather that we just say that like, I, I, I can't really think of any right now, um, but you know what I mean? Like when yes, you watch it, you're mean. like, I hear what oh, you mean. that's the origin. So I feel like Austin will know. He'll be like, oh, that's the origin of like how I was raised once he meets Mr. G and Jamae King. Um, Summer Heights High is basically the foundation um, of our humor. Um, so anyway, you guys, we have so much to talk to you guys about today. Um, let's dive right into our first segment. Stars, so just like us. In this segment, we discuss the top relationship-related stories in pop culture today and how to apply them to you in real life. Oh my goodness. Okay, so this story has been hot and heavy for now a week. Mm. Um, The slap heard around the world. So Will Smith slapped Chris Rock on stage um, at the Oscars. Christina, have you? Did you hear about this? At least, of course, I did. Yes, yes. Okay, I think we even talked about it when you were here. Yeah, you and I discussed it, but we didn't talk about it on the podcast. Right, right, right. Um, But yeah, so it was huge news. And now things have settled down a little bit. But the latest news is that... So for those of you that have been living under literally a rock, because Christina, you live under a bit of a rock. And like for somebody to not hear this, they really have had to be like on a mission trip in Nicaragua. So welcome back from Nicaragua, our little missionaries. 
Um, so basically, um, Will Smith ended up winning the Oscar, but before he won the Oscar for best actor, um, Chris Rock made a joke about his wife's hair and his hair, her haircut, um, saying something about how she looked like GI Jane or GI Joe. And, um, and then, yeah, Will literally went up and, and got and smacked him in the middle of the Oscars. And then he went back to his seat and he was like, clearly agitated and he said keep my mother baby he like profaned he he like you know yeah profanityed and he basically said like keep my wife's name out of your mouth so anyway this now the latest news is that he's now banned from any oscar related activities for the, any of the academy academy um, activities for the next ten years, <gasps> a wow. very mm-hmm. well. I mean, imagine though anybody else like doing this, like like going up of and course. assaulting somebody. I don't think there's a problem with that. That's assault. Yeah. So in real life, though, was it valiant or vile that he defended his wife in that way? What do you think, Christina? Somebody makes a comment about even like taking it. I even though yes, it was on the Oscar stage, which is, I mean, I think my opinion about doing that in a public forum like that. It's, I mean, it's horrific, and especially with comedians, like clearly it's comedy, and right. comedians go below the belt all the time. That's literally what they do. They they tread on, and he. It was apparently about. Uh, Will was especially triggered by it because his wife has, um, I think it's alopecia, um, but something where she like has to shave her head. But as somebody- cancer or something? No, she doesn't have cancer. No, no, she doesn't have cancer. I think, um, hold on one second. Let me me look this up. Um, Jada Smith shaved head um, medical condition. Okay, because, but I will say alopecia. Okay, that's what it was. That's what I thought. But I will say that I am a celebrity enthusiast and I know a lot about Will and Jada. And the last, even I was reading an Us Weekly article about their relationship and it, she had openly talked about shaving her head, but she didn't talk about the fact that it was because of her alopecia. So this was not Mm. really for public consumption. I think this was maybe a more private matter that now it's for public consumption because when she had kind of shaved her head, she told people, oh, I was just sick of having to deal with it. That's like, that was her statement about it. So giving Chris Rock the benefit of the doubt, he didn't realize it was because of a medical condition. Um, So I think that like, I think it's set, I think the, the whole argument for it, it just is such a like barbaric thing to do to just beat physical violence is never the answer ever. Um, especially when you're, you know, like, uh, when you're winning an Oscar, you're supposed to be like the ultimate role model for young men. And they see that, you know, they see, Oh, here's my idol. And he just couldn't control his temper. And he Mm -hmm. just went off, which is just totally, not okay. Um, and I feel like a lot of men in the media have been doing this lately. Kanye West with his whole, the way that he's handling his divorce with Kim and their child, um, child situation and co-parenting. And Kim is having to be so brave and strong and, um, just so like level-headed compared to Kanye literally slamming her name and her family's name through the mud. Mm-hmm. Um, and we excuse it because Kanye has been super open about his struggles with mental health, but at the same time, there's a line. Um, but anyway, I do really love Will Smith. So it's just hard. Ugh, it's just so hard. That said, not on the Oscar stage, Christina in real life. Say somebody makes a joke about you that is below the belt, that's really offensive. Mm-hmm. What would, if Dan then went up and smacked them, how would you feel about that? I would not like that. And I would want him to follow the gospel recipe, really, because our Lord says if someone, if you have something against someone, 
go and talk to that person. Okay. And tell them. So if he probably, if what I would think ideal situation for Will would, or maybe let's just say Dan, if someone said something negative about me, he could just go and say, and I would want it to be done probably in a private context. I wouldn't want it to be in front of the whole group. If we were in a group and someone made a nasty comment about me, I want him to pull that person aside and say, what you said about my wife was inappropriate. And I'd like you to apologize to her. Yeah. And that's that. Yeah. And then if he won't, that person won't refuses to do it, bring someone else with you with, so bring someone else with with my husband, my husband should bring a friend or bring someone else to go and confront that guy. And, beat him and up. if he still won't change, then go and tell the priest and have the priest talk to him. That's the, that's the recipe that I would recommend for my, for Dan, if there was something like that, that happened. So you would have a priest, me. you would have a priest intervene. So what about for our Jewish listeners? Should they have the rabbi intervene? Yeah, have the rabbi. If, if you, he what about the Buddhist, change. what about the Buddhist listeners, Christina? I don't, I don't know what they're high, what they're, if they have religious leaders, I'm not sure, but they do for what, that's what I, you asked me what I would do. And that's what yeah. I would do. I would okay. have him if he, this person still will not say will not apologize or admit that he was wrong or she was wrong, then that's the, that's the way. Yeah. Not using violence. I know my first inclination is to be just to be completely honest. My barbaric inclination is to be like, Oh yes. I would want my husband to defend my honor or I'd want my boyfriend to defend my honor. Um, but obviously, yeah, I mean, the honorable thing to do is, to exactly approach them in private and be like, Hey, you know, I just want to flesh this out with you. Completely inappropriate comments should never be made about my wife or any, anyone's wife or anyone's significant other like that. Completely inappropriate. Um, we'd really appreciate an apology. And if you're unable to make an apology, that's fine, but please, um, stay away from my family and then file a restraining order if necessary. Um, Yeah, because it's so weird, though, that my inclination, I'm like, yes, defend your woman. Like, I don't know why. Maybe that just makes me very immature. Um, It may, but it's also, I think it's rooted back to when um, it kind of reminds me of Bridgerton, as most things do, which, oh my gosh, you guys, even though I can talk about this and catching up with the Contis, minor catching up with the Contis blip, I recently went to the Bridgerton ball and I went last week and you guys, it was the most magical Aren't we moment. going to be talking about the, the new season of Bridgerton also? Yes, 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 we are. Um, that can lead into the next, um, that can lead into the next, um, the next stars are just like us, because even though it's not really stars are just like us, I just want to talk about Bridgerton as usual. But anyway, yeah, so you guys, I went to the Bridgerton ball. I was almost named the diamond of the evening, the diamond of the season. Why um, almost? Well, the okay, so at the ball, they you did a few different activities. So one of the activities, so you guys, this is in downtown Los Angeles. Um, we had bought tickets months ago, me, Christina, and we had bought them for our significant others. Um, and obviously, Dan and Christina ended up moving to Nashville very last minute, so they're gone. So here I was then left with this slew of, or I, I was left with two additional tickets. So I ended up in inviting um my our dear friend Rebecca and then her she had a, a a strapping young man and then her sister came as well with a strapping young man and then I had my I had my forever plus one um with me um my best friend Andrew <laughs> um he'll, he'll be my forever plus one what other men whatever men come in and out of my life Andrew will always be a standard um go-to man for me um despite who even though I keep my relationship very mum um where I am right now anyway I am right now but anyway all that to say um okay so 
Um, I, all that to say the ball was amazing. And so there were different activities that you did. So one of them was meeting the queen. Um, and it was like curtsying to the queen. And then if she liked you, like she would give like a nod. Um, and she liked a lot of people, but I was one of very few people that they then brought this special note to. It was like the guards. Yeah. The guards of the ball, as I was exiting after my curtsy to the queen, there were these like these footmen or whatever you call them. And they had this, you know, that little plate dish with the top that's like the round top. And then they opened up the plate dish and it was this little card. And it said, the queen has been very pleased by your, by your bow. Keep up your blah, blah, blah. And you may be, may be the diamond of the evening. And I lost it because I was, I was literally the whole night I was about to faint because it was just, oh my gosh, it was everything that I could ever want in an experience. Like the, Mm. that room was amazing. Then, and we thought it was just that room to begin. And I was a little disappointed because I was like a really like fever, you know, the people that put on the event or it was at the Millennium Biltmore in downtown LA. And I'm like, all right, really cheaping out, like just getting this small room and like kind of lame ball. Like this isn't a real ball, but it ended up that that was just the, the beginning of the event. And then they opened up the huge ballroom and it was basically like a wedding, but it was a ball. I mean, it was a ball. And then, then they had, they had like these two actors that were dancing. And then the, one of the things, like the girl, like took off a portion of his shirt and it was. (laughs) Oh, wow. Just in true Bridgerton fashion, getting inappropriate. So amazing. I mean, it was so G like, it was so G rated, but it was like, that's Just what you say. So much fun. Yeah, so I'm glad they did. But you had mentioned to me that the new season of Bridgerton is rated G, which is not. It's the same rating as it was. And it, because Dan and I were about to watch it since you had such a high opinion I, of it, but it's still the, the same rating. It's Christina. Really, no, I words, everything. Christina, I it up. are you I, okay? So you're gonna trust what you read on the internet over what I'm no, telling you? Not on I the watched internet. it, but I'm telling you, I watched it. It's not. There's no in the first few episodes. There is zero sex. There is zero nudity. There's zero That's profanity. That's what I told Dan, but he didn't really want to watch it. So it was more of, do you want to watch it on your own or? I'm so offended. I'm honestly taking um, such umbrage with this because it has been, it is the cleanest few episodes and you are missing out. And I wanted you to watch it because I probably will. I Dan's okay. working nights. So I probably will watch it at some point, but he didn't want to watch it with me. Wow. So Dan I just, is I just wanted to tell you though, it is not, it is not a rated G. Just Dan is in know. my personal doghouse from <laughs> just, there have been several, like several, what are they called um, when it's uh, several, oh, I'm forgetting the name, several not like points against Dan, but it's fine. I love Dan. Um, but anyway, so the new season of Bridgerton, though, that is our next, um, that is our next story. Um, so basically, there are two major themes that I wanted to discuss about Bridgerton and then talk about them in real life. Um, so Aunt Anthony, who is like the Bridgerton, he's the Viscount. He's the Viscount. He has a lot of like aggressive, like intense energy, but like he's really hot. I just like, I love his energy. It is aggressive and intense and just very like, so what I was explaining to you, Christina, and what why I wanted you to watch it mm-hmm. is because the way that so he's finally like re- he fooled around first season with the the opera singer he got his heart broken and now he's finally ready to like be the viscount found a vi- of of viscountess and the blonde girl who's dating someone famous. they're married they're married they're married who mm. Daphne. Daphne is already married. Jean, whatever the 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 lead, the two lead characters from last season are like not 
a big portion of this. Of I this see. Anymore. So she marries, even though she and the Viscount the had a flirtation. No, 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 that was a sister. That was a sister. Uh-huh. The blonde was a sister. Daph- Daphne was a sister. Oh, okay. But they were dating in the beginning or they were no. interested in the beginning. I no. thought. No. Oh, I remember who you're talking about. Okay. Now I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Duke and da- the Duke and Daphne are just not like okay. okay so so she Daphne married the bad boy and, and everything's perfect now. So Renee Jean Page, yeah, exactly. The bad boy, the total rake who had an avoidant attachment style. And now they're happily <laughs> the one who said he would never have a child. Yes. He would never, oh never bear children. <laughs> He's so aggressive, but so hot. So like, been there, ladies. <laughs> He's like, I will never marry. I will never have children. But we're like, it's fine. I can change you. The Duke. So, Unfortunately, it doesn't usually happen that way in real life. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, but so, so Anthony is now the lead. He's like really taking the spot. Like his love life is taking the spot. And so he, okay. yes. Another the, reformed rake. Oh, of course. Reformed rake. Who's ready for marriage all of a sudden. All of a sudden. And ladies, though, that is, but that trope though, ladies, we can genuinely attest. Like there are some rakes in our database that, and these are men that are like the, like a rake is basically an, uh, the 17th century or 16th century. What is this? What is it based off of? Like what century would we, is this? 18th century, 18th to 19th century. Yeah. It's the 18th and 19th century way of saying F boy. So a rake is an F boy in like, in like current context. Um, but Anthony, um, so I, but I want to say like, we have some men in our database that have been there for 10 years who are quote unquote, like reformed rakes. So this is BS, like this whole idea that this yeah. can, that they can change. It's BS. We and see we it. actually have a video about that on our matchmakers in the city YouTube channel. It's, it's our matchmaker secrets. Video. Or matchmaker secrets, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We changed the name so it wouldn't be as associated with matchmakers in the city. That's true, Uh but it does give you secrets. Uh huh. It does, and it's great. I'm proud of it. We just get. I just. I get nervous. But anyway, okay. So basically, Anthony now is seeking a wife, and so of course he and um uh uh Shama. Okay, her name is. Kathani and you guys, I'm so sorry. I'm so bad at names. And like Miss Shama is what he calls her, Miss Shama. But like, I guess her name, I'm looking up the character names. Kathani, whatever. She's this beautiful, stunning Indian woman. And her sister, she brings her sister to the to Bridgerton so that, or to, to the Ton, which, okay, sorry, they call it the Ton. But it's not Bridgerton is the name of the family. It's not the name of the area. So oh, the I get town, you mean the town? No, they call it the town. The town. Right. It means the town. Does it? Yeah, is that I guess. what it means? Okay, I don't know because you guys, I'm so sorry. I I watched this and I'm such an enthusiast and I've seen Bridgerton twice. But to me, I'm still like, wait, was Bridgerton the place or the family? It's the family, but like they say the town and it make it sounds like Bridgerton, like Bridgerton, but it's it's not. So anyway, I I feel like maybe I'm the only person in the world that like has these associations, but whatever. I need like, to watch it. So it's, it's exactly. Please, I need help. I need help. You know me. I'm so got a details i'm gonna i'm better with big picture so anyway um okay so this beautiful these two beautiful beautiful indian women um but but um miss shama she is 20 plus six years old like she's 26 so she's basically an old maid like she's basically unmarried like they have no hope for her she's not in the marriage market anymore but her young sister edwina shama edwina um she is the diamond of the season she's dubbed the diamond of the season which is so exciting and great and she's the sweetest most adorable person ever so Anthony basically is going for this younger the diamond but him and Miss Shama Kathani whatever her name is they they have in the first and throughout the whole thing they have this combative 
energy. They are just totally at odds. It is the classic, like they have like hatred for each other. It's this, it's this intensity about each other, not hatred because they don't hate, but she, she acts like it's hatred, but they have this, this caustic relationship. It's caustic. And it's like everything he says, she's countering and she's like, and, and everything that she says he's countering. And then he makes all these like weird moves to try to get to her sister. But it's so obvious that he, that he, there's this like caustic, um, caustic connection, this toxic connection, or this, you know, this, ah, that the Bridgerton really loves, like, that that the show feeds. So I wanted to just talk about that, Christina. In real life, how do relationships like that tend to play out? Um, I know, because if you just watch movies, as a woman, you might think, I need to counter everything the guy says because that will show that we really have chemistry and we really have this energy going on between us. And you even talk to me sometimes about how you've seen bachelorettes in the past do that and it ends up, they wonder why they don't get second dates. Yeah, they counter, they counter everything. It's always a battle. It's right. always like this struggle. Right. Whereas, of course, if there's something that you disagree with, it's fine to bring it up. But I don't recommend being combative. Yeah, being combative because you think it will attract Build attraction. Mm, and they and yeah, it's it's so wild though that this because it it really in real life. We, having done this for 10 years, could not see more of a different, like, trajectory play out in real life. Like, a woman who is combative when she's going on dates, and even... I'm thinking about girlfriends that I would go out with. I'm thinking years ago, I would go out with girlfriends and they think that they're flirting by being aggressively combative with these guys. Mm-hmm. And I think like maybe in high school, that's one thing because there are, these guys are like super pumped up with ego. But once people are in the real world, they have enough drama, okay? The last <laughs> thing they need is somebody like combating with them. It's just like get off my jock. Okay. Like, let me just like, yeah, there's an element of like playful witty banter. That's cute. But I think that you, I mean, you can definitely take it way too far. And I think that we also work with a lot of women who are super strong, super, super intelligent. Um, and they kind of can't switch that, that it's not, we don't want you to switch your intellect off. It's more just like, you don't have to be hard in order to build attraction by you leaning into your femininity and having fun and being playful. And if you're going to counter something, do it in a playful way, as opposed to of, of, of volatile, because the way that they interact is like, it's volatile. I mean, it's hot. Like you see it, but like talk about a toxic relationship. Imagine these two people in real life, married like it's just Mm. I I just like what like oh my god what a nightmare of a relationship I remember I dated bless his heart he gets a lot of flack on this podcast but he was such a good guy yeah I dated this attorney and um he actually recently invited me to his pool party um He just got a new pool in his backyard, which is like amazing. He lives in LA. So I want to like bring a gaggle of gals. But I also think that then there's the whole like, oh, should you go to your exes for a pool party? It's like, no, I know. But I just like the pool is so beautiful. I'm not going to like, I'm not into him in any way. But He knows the key to Alessandra's heart. Oh, build like size swimming pool in your (laughs) dear Lord, help us all. But anyway, no, but like, I remember he, so if, okay, he loved, he is an attorney, so he's combative. He loved getting into those little quarrels. And 
I couldn't be the further person from that. I hate conflict. I hate it. Like, so I guess there are, like, if you are, if that's your personality type, seek out an attorney, seek out an attorney. They're arguing all day. They like that. But also he has, he though, and other attorneys that we've worked with have been super upfront. The reason they like, he, the reason he liked me and the reason these other attorneys come to us, they're like, listen, I want a warm, I want playful and sweet and kind. And it's oh, not yeah. saying you can't express yourself, but it's just that it doesn't have to be caustic. They need a yin to yeah. their yang, really. And that's what yeah. I've seen successful in those marriage to attorneys, they usually marry someone who's very mild tempered and very warm, loving, and kind. Yeah, totally, totally, totally. I love that, Christina. So anyway, that I needed to talk about that. And also the way that Anthony dates. And this is why I need you to see just episode one, just watch, I just will, try I it. Will. I will. I so, will watch it. But episode one, the way that he dates is literally textbook. The way that some of our bachelors go on dates that refuse to do their date coaching meetings. And <laughs> they literally, they'll go on a date and they literally like interview them. And it's very much, how many languages do you speak? How many children do you want to raise? Like they're like dancing. And then the women are like, oh, this is just, oh, you know. But, oh my goodness, it just, just, it brings me, the levels of joy that Bridgerton brings me is like, just praise me for Bridgerton, for the ton. <laughs> so let's move on to sisterly advice. Every week we answer a listener's burning question and every week we give them advice that only your sister would give you. Hello, I have a question. I was seeing someone and we had an amazing physical attraction and planned future things together, but I just could not trust him. So I called it off. I could never prove it, but something was off. He promised up and down. He was in it for the long haul. I miss him terribly, but I'm afraid if I get back with him, nothing will change. We may grow closer and even take it to the next level, but the trust issue will still be there. Should I try to reach out or reach out or try to move on? I've called it off twice. I also don't want to go back to him for the third time. I feel he won't take me seriously if and when we have issues in the future. He will think I would just end up getting end up getting back with him. The thing is, I think I fell in love and it's so hard to move on. Please share some advice. Thanks. Oh, sister. Sister, sister, sister. Yeah. Do I feel for you? Just know that... Oh, it is so hard. This is so hard. Um, Having been the queen of second guessing myself in basically every scenario, and I'm getting so much better at it because I'm building my self-love and self-worth and and just combating that self-doubt with facts and like learning about cognitive dissonance and neuroplasticity, which we've talked about in past episodes and all of that, re just focusing on yourself and knowing and trusting yourself. And that is so important. So before we give you any advice about the actual situation, my first piece of advice would be to really start focusing in on you and make the next couple weeks before you do anything. I completely understand emotions can be very strong, but also emotions come and go. And I want you to sit with yourself, be live, be in a single season, because if you're confused, you don't need to make a decision immediately. There's nothing like if this man is supposed to be with you, he will be with you. It's going to work itself out. And time is your best friend. So don't just jump back in because you miss him and you need to, you feel like you need to make a decision quickly. Just take a beat and focus for the next minimum three weeks on building yourself up, on doing, um, read, there's an amazing, I mean, I, Christina, you don't like Louise Hay, but whatever, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna um, tell you guys what's been so helpful for me. Um, The Power is Within You by Louise Hay. She's my favorite author. Um, 
and just learning all about growing your self-love and your self-trust is so important. Um, there are also just different exercises that you can do. There's this amazing self-therapy app. It's called Bloom. So I would highly recommend download Bloom. Um, and then you can do self-therapy and there are different practices regarding self-doubt um, that have really helped me just understand kind of the root of all of it. And then it's about cognitive dissonance. So it's about like seeing reality and just, and, and just challenging those thoughts. So anyway, that's my first and foremost thing, build yourself up. You deserve that before you make any decisions, before you go back to him, before you do anything. Okay. Right. right. And I would add to that too, there, you say in here that something was not off that you can trust him and you can never prove it. But I would really challenge you to either work with a dating coach or a trusted therapist or a trusted friend and look back into that relationship and see why. Try to figure out why you had these feelings that you can trust him. Did he cancel dates last minute with you? Did he, and write a list. Did he flirt with other women in front of you? Right. Even if they were small, little, (laughs) seemingly insignificant things, that contributes to your lack of trust with that man. And usually when we have an intuition about something, there has to be, there's usually a really good reason why we had that, but you might be negating it and saying, oh, that's not that important. It actually might be. Yeah. I mean, I think that women were, I completely agree, Christina, women were gifted with intuition and it's, it's like, there is an inner knowing about, and if, if you really, if something is screaming to you, something is off, then it's you, there are, yeah, there is a lot of things that you can do to try to silence that. Um, but at the same time, it's important to trust yourself and trust that intuition at the same time. And just here, I have to, I have to go. So I will be finishing the episode. Christina, thank you for being our special guest today. Um, But yeah, you guys, I'm going to continue the episode. Um, But yeah, thanks, Christina. We'll, we'll miss you. And I'll keep answering this question. So wonderful. I love you all. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you in two weeks. Okay. So you guys, bless, you're about to get the most... unfiltered advice that dating in the city has ever heard before um now that our our little moral compass is gone i have you all to myself (laughs) just kidding um kind of but anyway i will continue the episode i'm so sorry you guys christina had to bounce because she has um a little baby um but yeah i'll continue so based on um back to kind of what we were talking about i think that especially for females, um, intuition is really, girl, 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 girl. Um, intuition is something that has been gifted to women. Um, and I think that even though you couldn't prove anything, if something felt off, like I said, it very well may have been. Um, that said, um, it is important to also be self-aware about your um, your past and your history and your attachment style. So say you have an avoidant attachment style or an anxious attachment style. A lot of people with anxious attachment styles tend to um, have a lot of distrust in relationships. And so if you fall into either anxious or avoidant attachment style, it may be, um, it's, it's regardless of what you end up doing, um, it's, it's probably a good idea for you to get to know yourself a bit better and figure out where that comes from. So if maybe your parents got divorced um, and maybe your dad cheated on your mom or maybe you know, you were, you know, when, as you were reared as a child, for whatever reason, you had a, um, a parent that wasn't a stable figure in your life. So if you can figure out the root of like, oh, okay, like I know that I come in with XYZ issue, that is going to help you so much in your dating future, whether or not it's going to be with this guy. Um, However, there is an element of you and then there's also, it sounds like you're somebody that kind of overthinks and 
um, is very self-critical. Um, so if if that's the case and maybe you've already examined that and you're like, yeah, like this is definitely something that I, I tend to be a bit more mistrustful or whatever it might be in relationships, that's it's it's weighing that with actual behaviors and with the reality of the situation. So like what Christina said, you know, what was he exhibiting in your past relationship that led you to believe that this person was untrustworthy? Um, Was it, you know, maybe he was texting a bunch of other women or follows a bunch of women on Instagram or um, maybe flirts with other women in front of you or maybe it's just there's an inauthenticity in his personality that you are picking up on or just whatever he may be canceling dates on you or may go missing for a couple days and then you finally hear from him or whatever it might be like those are all very valid reasons to have trust um, issues. I also know that I am somebody who has major trust issues, but I also know that when I'm in a relationship and with my partner, um, it's so important for me to, and this is how I've always been, um, my partner always affirms and validates me more because I'm always super upfront that like, hey, I have, this is my issue, Um, I have a trust issue, and it's honestly sometimes... I just need that more at level, that more affirmation. And some men, you know, I'm thinking about my past relationships. For some men, they've been like, oh, yeah, like, of course. Oh, my gosh. Like, whatever you need me to do to show you that I'm trustworthy. Um, even, like, you know, literally going as far. It, they've gone pretty far to prove it. Um, and, like, I'm special, but I'm not that. Like, I'm very special, but I'm also so are you. So, if a guy is willing to do that for me, they 100% will be willing to do that for you. So if you can just be upfront and honest with him about what you're questioning in the relationship, I also think that that's a really good strategy. Um, so even you don't even have to, if you do end up, you know, discerning that you want to reach back out to him and you want to get back together with him, it has to be in a very... Um, in a different way because if you just kind of get back and you repeat the same patterns it's not going to last because it's just a repeating of a relationship dynamic that wasn't working but if you go back and you're like hey this is why I called it off Um, it's because I have these trust issues Um, I want to put them on the table I want you to know that this is what I struggle with Are you open to affirming me more when it comes to this? Um, Are you knowing this, knowing that I have these trust issues, knowing that, you know, I'm working on it, but like, are you down to, you know, make some changes or to assist in the trusting process? Then I would say, you know, that's, that's, that's the way to kind of go for it, but Girl, I totally get it. Love is so hard and it's so hard to move on. Um, But at the same time, oh God, I mean, it's just, it's, it's difficult. You need to discern this and just know that regardless of the decision that you make, you're going to be just fine. Um, And also regardless of kind of before you jump in and make any decisions, please take my advice and take a couple weeks, three weeks minimum to focus on you, focus on yourself, Um, read Louise Hay, Um, I Can Heal Myself. There are so many books, literally Google Louise Hay. I'm reading a book by her right now called Empowering Women. Um, affirm yourself positively. It's all about affirmations. It's all about self-love and trust yourself and know that you can trust yourself. I'm working on it too. So we are all in this journey together. I'm very actively um, every day. I'm trying to rebuild and regain trust in myself um, and just know that you're not alone in this endeavor and you're not alone in doubting um, the decisions that you've made. But I also, you sound like a pretty smart girl and you sound like a pretty intuitive person. Um, so yeah, just take all that advice. Okay. The next segment is, we couldn't help but wonder. 
As sisters, we grew up watching Sex and the City. Now, as personal matchmakers in 2022, we're living in a very different dating landscape than the ladies once were. In this segment, we debate each question that Carrie couldn't help but wonder, episode by episode through today's lens. Okay, you guys, full disclaimer, um, there was an episode called The Ghosts of Boyfriends Past or something like that. I'm skipping that episode because we have freaking talked about that ad nauseum and I'm just over that conversation. So if you guys want to hear about that, just listen to like any of our past episodes because we talk a lot about Ghost of Boyfriend's Past. But um, we're skipping to an episode that I actually just rewatched. So I am rewatching now from, ma- from now on, like all of these episodes. I'm so excited so I can give you a real deal. Um, this is like not just me reading the synopsis, synopsi, and then remembering. It's me like rewatching and then affirming. So, okay. Samantha is, um, meets this guy. Um, I think it's like in a cab or something. Um, and Warren, he's great in bed, but she like, he does like baby talk when they're like being intimate, which is just, really awkward and he'll say it like in the middle of being intimate together like having sex um Miranda and she like calls him out on it and then he ends up getting so upset and like leaving so he couldn't take any criticism whatsoever um that's his thing listen what he does it's not the right one for Samantha okay Amanda finds an attractive man while training for a marathon oh yes 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 so oh god this is really inappropriate but basically um Miranda meets this guy and she's training for a marathon and then he they end up having sex and he wants to do unmentionable things to her in bed um, and she is just very confused and perplexed about it. So there's that. Um, and then Trey and Charlotte feel, oh, they, oh, okay. So they want to have children. They're like ready to go. They're back together, all of that. Um, but then a, this lovely couple that was like, they used to just be so amazing, so in love, have it all. They went to dinner, um, with young kids and then with their young kids. And these kids are like little monsters, little domestic terrorists, um, so that like really shakes Charlotte and Trey um, and they like kind of pause. But then they're like, oh, no, but our kids will be different, um, which is what every couple says. Um, and then Carrie. Oh, yeah, yeah. Carrie emails Aiden. So Carrie misses Aiden and she had just seen him and Steve in the last episode. Aiden looked great. That's the episode we missed. Um, she sends him an email and um, then they invite them all to a double date. Aiden is kind of reticent to it. Anyway, so this is definitely an X-rated episode. And I will even say that this is the first time that I'm actually seeing this episode because it was not on the WB when I was watching it when we were youths. Um, so me and Christina used to, the the listeners know this, um, we watched Sex in the City. But we watched it on the WB-11 um, with our mom as we were going to bed every night. And so they edited out a majority of the sex scenes. So this episode was so sex heavy that they literally didn't even show it. Like this was not a part of our like rearing, our Sex in the City rearing. Um, so because a lot of this stuff is like sexual and um, – <clears throat> You know, I'm actually glad that I'm the one doing the rest of this episode. (laughs) Um, But anyway, the baby talk thing, I think we can also just like implement that in a relationship. There are going to be certain um, characteristics about a partner that as you're dating and as you're getting to know them that just are not appealing to you and that are jarring or annoying and that's okay. It's all about what can you handle? What can you not handle? What repulses you? And if there are elements about this person that you're dating that repulse you or that are just at a next level annoying, um, just think like, I know this is, this is sad advice, but this is somebody that you are most likely like you're dating with the intention of marriage. So if somebody's um, 
characteristics or mannerisms are repulsive to you or really annoying to you, this is a really good sign that like, hey, maybe this isn't your person. Um, repulsion is, is there's, there, it's really hard to come back from repulsion. Um, and we even have the SRS, sudden repulsion syndrome. You know, once you get it, it's, it's like, it's like, you know, it's like COVID. It's going to be in your system for a long time. Um, but so all that to say, you know, the baby talk thing for Samantha, she is so like, I love Samantha because if something annoys her, she's just going to say it. Um, whereas with me, if something annoyed me, I'm like, oh my God, like, oh, like it's, what did I do? <laughs> like, Samantha's like, you need to stop with the baby talk. Like, this is like, like when we're intimate and she said it actually in a kind of feminine way, but she's like, can we not? Um, and for her, that was just something that she was upfront about. And I, I love that. And I, I highly recommend if there is something, just tell him, just be like, hey, uh, baby talk. I'm not into it. And then you can see what his reaction is. Um, this guy's reaction was to be an infant um, and to basically just freak out and storm out. But you know what? That's who he is. So homeboy, if he wants a baby talk, let him baby talk. Some women will love it. Okay. Um, and then Marathon Miranda, I like that she meets him in a very organic way. Marathon vibes. Um, the only thing is something that ends up happening so spoiler alert but like she ends up meeting her meeting him at this marathon running thing and at the marathon running thing she has to uh kind of face him again after it doesn't work out this is not to say to not meet men in your daily activities but it also is it does come with a bit of a disclaimer that um it may be a bit awkward if things don't work out it's okay. You'll move past it. And she moved past it um, in into a higher mile. So she then kind of moved moved uh, clubs. So she was doing like a nine-minute mile, and now she's doing a seven-minute mile, which is exciting. So all that to say, um, I think, though, it's cool to meet men um, where wherever it is that you're doing activities that you're passionate about. So go Miranda on that front, and I think definitely applicable in 2022, just just, you know, be aware that if it doesn't work out, it might be a little awkward for a little bit, but it is what it is. That's Dayton and that's life. Okay, so moving on um, to catching up with the Contis. So obviously, I'm the only Conti here today. Um, I do have actually some really exciting news, you guys. I'm so excited to share. So I will be... Um, co-hosting a new show with Us Weekly magazine. And it's all about celebrity relationships. Um, and it's all about giving my opinion on different relationships and advising and um, kind of dissecting the different relationships that are happening um, weekly. So I couldn't be more excited about it. I will be posting links to it on my at matchmaker Alessandra Conti Instagram. So definitely feel free to, um, yeah, feel free to follow and 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 keep up Ca catch up with the Conti um Christine yeah and then my other update was the Bridgerton ball which was like everything of the sort I also would highly recommend I did this um amazing it was this like ecstatic ecstatic dance thing in um, in Venice Beach and you guys like anybody that knows me kind of knows I'm not really the burning man type I'm not a burning woman but this is probably as close to like burning man as I'll get ever um, but it was okay so I don't know if you guys have ever seen people just like with earphones on dancing on the beach and I saw it. I had actually, I was on a date years ago, years and years and years ago with this guy who actually just got married. Oh my God, Mazel. He was the nicest Jewish guy ever. Love, you know, I love the Jewish men. Um, so he just got married. Um, but anyway, we had been on a date and we passed these people that were just like dancing on the beach and it was like disco, like dancing, not even disco, but like they were dancing on the beach and they had earphones on. And I was like, oh my gosh, like this is the coolest thing ever. And I regretted so much not 
doing it, like not just saying, oh, yeah, let's do it. Because we were like, oh, we'll do it another time. And like years later, so another like little lesson, learn from your gal, learn from the uh, the from me who regrets not doing it. It took me years to actually do it. So if ever you're in a moment that an opportunity presents itself, go for it. Um, don't be like me who then waits for years. But anyway, I did this with one of my best girlfriends, Tasha, and we just like, oh my gosh, if you ever need like a healing, amazing, fabulous moment, I couldn't recommend this more. It's ecstatic dance, E-C-A-S-T-I-T, E-C-A-S-T-I-T-I-C, oh God, I can't even spell, but whatever, ecstatic dance, um, it was like $30 and it like opened my soul and like freed my soul. So it was so much fun and I couldn't recommend it more. You're just like free and you're just dancing and being crazy and nobody cares and everyone, it's just love and like good vibes and just like, oh my gosh, the best time ever and something that I just, you know, I'm not even a beach gal, but there I was on the beach um, doing my thing, dancing my thing. Um, also another exciting catch up. We had our first week at our brand new Beverly Hills location and, um, it was so much fun. You guys, it was so cool. I mean, we're kind of working out the kinks, uh, right now, but it was awesome. And then like the cool part is it's literally across the street from Wally's. So Wally's is this wine bar in Beverly Hills and it's like the spot. It's like the most LA like there's Beverly Hills but then there's like LA Beverly Hills and there are a few different Beverly Hillses there's the Beverly Hills that's like old school Beverly Hills like you know more of that Frank Sinatra vibe like more of that old school Hollywood vibe which is like I that's my Beverly Hills that's the Beverly Hills that I love um and it's more like elegant it's more it's just like super elegant super just like upscale and lovely and soothing and fabulous and all of that um it's also like the what's it called uh pretty woman vibes like you know those vibes that's that's a Beverly Hills that's my Beverly Hills and then there's the LA slash Hollywood Beverly Hills. And that is Wally's, my dear friends. Um, so I went to Wally's on Friday after work with one of my one of my best girlfriends. And we just, it was like such a scene. Every woman, like we were looking, we're like, wow, everyone looks like really similar because they all have the same Botox and fillers. And I, Lord knows I am not against either of the two, but they also have like very similar noses and just very similar like body shapes. And they're wearing very similar outfits as well. So it was just like, it's just if ever you're in Beverly Hills, you want that Hollywood Beverly Hills experience, go to Wally on a Friday at like 5.36 p.m. and you shall see what I'm talking about. Um, but a lot of fun, um, just really, really fun. Um, but anyway, for the final, final segment, I will leave you guys with Alessandra's affirmation. So I want you to pause whatever it is that you're doing and take two deep breaths with us. So now I want to activate that parasympathetic nervous system, which is like the soothing nervous system. So what we do, we do that with like a long out breath. So we'll take an in, breathe, two, three, four, and out, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. All right, cutie pies. So my affirmation for you for today is I am safe and secure within myself. I am safe and secure within myself. And girl and boy, whoever's listening, I want you to look at yourself in the mirror and say this one to you. I am safe and secure within myself, especially our little sisterly advice um, question listener. You're safe and secure within yourself, honey. You've got all the answers inside. Your higher self is going to guide you. 
All right, darlings. Um, you guys, it was so much fun to catch up with you today. I'm sorry that it ended with just me, um, but it just speaks to how busy Christina has been over the last week, which is why we couldn't give you guys an episode last week. Um, but I'm super excited next week. We'll both be back or the week after next week. We'll both be back in full form. Um, so those of you who have more of the traditional um, opinions will will have will have a, a sister that you can root for. <laughs> um, even though I've traditionally going on traditional too. All right, you guys. So much fun. And know that I'm sending you guys literally like so much love. The biggest hug ever. Um, and I, I've got your back. You've got this. You've got this, sister. You're safe and secure within yourself. Okay. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Dating in the City. For more information on how to be matched by one of our matchmakers, visit www.matchmakersinthecity.com.